Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. I'm Gloria Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. One of your favorite people, Billy Brims, back with us from Prairie Mountain and Ozarks. And we are having a good time finding about the future. The future. Glory and the present. God. Really and today. Okay. We're in the prophet Ezekiel. And uh, today you're going to find out God's idea on a two-state solution. Okay. That sounds fair enough. Yes. And here we go. Right written in the Word, chapter 35 of Ezekiel. Now we're going to see in Ezekiel 35 and 36, we're going to see two mountain ranges. On the first one, God is going to pronounce a curse. On the second one, He is going to pronounce a blessing. So if you uh, see a modern day uh, a map of the modern uh, day state of Israel, uh, going right down the spine of it uh, is a mountain range. And that's the mountains of Israel. The Bible calls them the mountains of Israel. Uh, it really equals what is the West Bank. And uh, Israel, let's say Israel is, oh, none of these fruits are long here that I can, I, I'll, I'll use my coffee cup. But Israel is long like this, and here's the, here's the Mediterranean Sea, and there's a mountain spine, a mountain range down the middle, and then there's a valley, uh, the Jordan Valley, and then you go up, and there's another mountain range, and the other mountain range, which is over in Jordan and, and down uh, that slope there, mm -hmm. down that, that's the mountains of Seir. And in chapter 35, God speaks about them. So let's see what he says. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it. And say unto it, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against you. And I will stretch out my hand against you, and I will make you most desolate. And I will lay your cities waste, and you shall be desolate, and you shall know that I am Jehovah. Why? because you have had a perpetual hatred and have shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity had an end. Mm. As I live, saith the Lord, I will prepare you for blood. Now, why is all this coming, this judgment against that? Because, number 10, because you have said, these two nations and these two countries shall be mine and we will possess mm. it whereas Jehovah was there. Um, if you will show, uh, I think it's 153, uh, the one that shows um, after the Allies won, World War I, the Allies took over the Ottoman territory, which the Middle East had been under the Ottoman Turks for 400 years. And the Britons received, England received, uh, a mandate uh, by which the people of the book were supposed to be allowed to come home. And that originally included all of what is present-day Israel and what is present-day Jordan. And uh, the uh, Mufti, the Grand Mufti, the Muslims came very much against it, and they caused two-thirds of it to be lopped off. And that two-thirds became present-day Jordan and then Israel is now one third of it. So it's the lopped off part. And if they're showing you the one that has Edom in it, 
I think they are, E-D-O-M, then uh, you're going to see that this mountain range down through there is the one that God said, oh no, you're not going to possess this. You're not going to possess both of them. And God is going to judge this mountain range. And verse 14 in chapter 35, thus saith the Lord God, when the whole earth rejoices, that means when the millennium comes, I will make you desolate. As you did rejoice at the inheritance of the house of Israel because it was desolate, so I will do unto you and you shall be desolate. All Idumea, Edom comes from the word Idumea, and they shall know that I am Jehovah. So here comes, we've just looked at this mountain range. Now we're going to look at another mountain range and the mountain range that we're going to look at right now is the mountains of Israel. I want them to show you um, the mountains of Israel um, right down the center, the spine of Israel is what are the mountains of Israel. To the uh, west is the plain, the coastal plain, and to the east is the Jordan Rift Valley, and then moving on over into Jordan and the mountains we've just talked about. So the mountains of Israel, when the Bible talks about the mountains of Israel, it is exactly talking about what the world has named the West Bank. So when everybody wants to give up the West Bank, they don't want settlements on the West Bank, that is exactly opposite of what God's word says. Ezekiel chapter 36 is a prophecy that God sent Ezekiel the prophet out to prophesy to the land, to the mountains of Israel. Now what's on the mountains of Israel are the biblical places of Bethany, Shiloh or Shiloh, Jericho, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, Hebron, present day Nablus, which is in Bible time Shechem. So all these Bible cities are on what the world calls the West Bank and they don't belong to anybody but Israel. So here we see Ezekiel 36. Also, son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel and say, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy has said against you, aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Therefore, prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy of Israel said, aha, we got the high places. The main high place was the Temple Mount. Even though Israel in 1967 got back Jerusalem, that um, general Moshe Dayan who wore the black patch mm -hmm. over his eye, he convinced the president of Israel, I mean the prime minister of Israel, to let the Muslims have um, operational rights over the Temple Mount. Now, it belongs to Israel. It's sovereignly theirs, but the day-to-day -day activities come, come under a group called the WAKF, W-A-K-Q, something like that. And uh, so uh, out of Jordan and the Muslim uh, world rules the Dome of the Rock. The rock is where Abraham offered up Isaac. It is the site of the temple. And um, so the enemy right now could say, and the enemy I think really he's talking about is Satan. Aha, uh -huh. I got the high places. The high places were the places marked for worship and his altars, the highest place being the Temple Mount. When, when Abraham came into the land, he built three altars. The first one he built at the city that we say Shechem, but 
Shechem is the way you say it. Today it's called Nablus. It's in the hands of the, uh, as, I, as we're making this, unless there's been a war and changed things before this mm-hmm. is aired. It is the largest um, PLO-controlled, uh, Palestinian-controlled city, very hostile city to Israel. And it's the place of Abraham's first altar, the second one, Bethel, and the third one, Hebron. And Hebron was given over to the rule of the Palestinians. So the ancient high places. Right now, mm. Prophet Ezekiel looked down through time uh, as, as God's hand came upon him, and he prophesied that the enemy of Israel, who is really Satan, is saying, Aha, I've got the ancient high places. So this is now come right, to place. Right now, right now, these high places, those ancient places of worship, that ancient uh, mountain is under, right now as we're doing this, Gloria, who knows what might happen. I, yeah. It's hard to do these things because you mm. never know what might happen next week That's right. before they could get this all edited and, you know, and on the air to you. Therefore, prophesy, because the enemy said that, verse 3, therefore prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord God, because they have made you desolate, the mountains of Israel, and swallowed you up on every side, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the nations, and you are taken up in the lips of talkers, and are an infamy of the people. Everybody's talking about the West Bank. Everybody, uh, James Baker, who was uh, the foreign minister under uh, Bush number one, he said those West Bank settlements are the threat to world peace. And he set out against them. But God doesn't like that kind of talk. You're going to see it on down here. Therefore, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Now, here's what's going to happen. So the whole world's talking about the West Bank. So the um, uh, Islamic uh, uh, radicals say, we've got it. And the enemy through them. Here's what God says, and here's how it's going to be. Therefore, I was in Ariel Sharon's office one time, and we were reading this chapter, and it was when they were really under threat. And he, he would read this, and he would say, this is how it is. This is how it is. And this is how it is. Therefore, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus saith the Lord God to the mountains, the hills, the rivers, the valleys, the desolate wastes, and the cities forsaken which became a prey and derision to the residue of the nations round about. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the nations and against all Idumea, which have appointed my land into their possession with despiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. God calls Israel his land. He gives it to who he wants to. Prophesy, therefore, concerning the land of Israel. Now, this prophecy is concerning land. It's concerning territory. It's concerning the mountains of Israel. It's concerning what the world calls the West Bank. And say unto the mountains and to the hills and to the rivers and to the valleys. Verse 7. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have lifted up my hand. Several times in the Bible, it says that God lifted up his hand. That means he swore. Surely the nations that are round about you they shall bear their shame. The nations round about now, God has spoken prophecies against them. They could know blessing because Genesis 12, 3 says, if you bless Israel, you'd be blessed. If you curse, God's going to curse you. So that's what's happened here. They brought the curse on themselves. Therefore, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. 
for centuries. They went out in the Babylonian uh, exile. And then when their second temple was destroyed in 70 AD, they were sent out almost 2,000 years. They were out from their land. The land became desolate because it couldn't be blessed under any other people. Mm. And then when they came home, then it's going to be blessed again. You shall shoot forth your branches Mm. and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. God said, I mean, Jesus said, watch that fig tree. When it starts to branch out, when it starts to bear fruit, then know I'm coming. And it's happening right now. They've come home Mm. and the land's bearing fruit. Verse 10, I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel. That's the northern kingdoms who had already been gone almost 200 years when Ezekiel prophesied and the southern kingdoms. I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel and the cities shall be inhabited and the waste shall be builded. Those cities that were uninhabited for those 2000 years, I'm going to bring my people back home. And there are Jews who know this. They read this chapter and they have gone and they have settled near those cities where God told them they, they go, they read this and they've gone back there and they built what the world calls settlements and settlements is not a bad word. But the press wants to make them look like they're mean and have horns and, and, and to go in there and, and build where God told them to build. They make them seem mean. And I will multiply, verse 11, men upon you and beast, uh, men upon you um, and beast, and they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you after your old estates. Where there was an old city mm-hmm. in, um, in the Bible, then they've gone back home. I love to go and visit these. We go on the West Bank for sure. You know what, Gloria? What? We had a young man on our tour one time who was a State Department uh, employee. And when we went on the West Bank, they wouldn't let him go there. He had to stay away from the tour because they don't recognize it. They call it occupied territory. Hmm. I will settle you after your old estates and will do better for you than at your beginning. And you shall know that I am Jehovah. Israel's going to be blessed more back in their land during the millennium than ever in the former days. I will cause men to walk upon you, even my people Israel. He calls them my people Israel. You better not be saying God's through with the Jews. Yeah. If I went to a church where the pastor said God's through with the Jews, I'd leave it right away. Now, verse 20. Uh, when they entered into the nations, wherever they went, when they were scattered, they profaned my holy name when they said to them, these are the people of Jehovah and they're gone forth out of his hand. All those years that the Jews were wandering throughout the earth, it, 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 it was not good for the name of God. It would be like, it would be like, um, uh, let's say, let's say Gloria Copeland's uh, grandchildren and they're out like ragtagged on the streets of Fort Worth. And they'd say, that's Kenneth Copeland's grandson. <laughs> I mean, that'd be terrible. So, um, that's what God said. No, mm. he didn't like it that they went all throughout the earth all those years. He said, because of my name, I'm going to bring them back home and bless them. Verse 21, I had pity for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations wherever they went. Therefore says the God of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake. God is bringing them home for his holy 
name's sake. Verse 23, I will sanctify my great name. When, which was uh, profaned among the nations, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Verse 34, for I will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all countries and I will bring you into your own hands, into your own land. Verse 28, you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Verse 37, he says, I will yet be inquired of by the house of Israel for this. I will increase them with men like a flock. As the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem in her solemn feasts, so shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. So this whole chapter is a prophecy that God had the prophet Ezekiel speak on the land. Now we're going to come to chapter 37, which is a prophecy that God had the prophet Ezekiel speak on the people. And uh, he took Ezekiel in the spirit. Ezekiel's living over in Babylon, but he took him in the spirit over Israel, the land of Israel. And let's read about it in chapter 27. Chapter 37, 37, I'm sorry. 37, Gloria. All right, I got it. The hand of Jehovah was upon me and carried me out of in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. And he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause men, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. Who are these dry bones? Look down at verse 11. He said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. That means the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. So in the prophecy, he's supposed to prophesy to these bones and he says, I'm going to cause breath to enter you. I'm going to lay sinews on you. I'm going to put flesh upon you. I'm going to cover you with sin, with skin. And the bones came together bone to bone and they, and they were covered and they, and they, and so in verse 19, I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them. The Hebrew word breath is ruach and it's spirit. So these bones come together. This is the house of Israel. They'd been scattered over all the earth. Their bones were literally dried. And he said, prophesy to them. Muscles going to come upon you. Skin's going to come on you. And the last thing, put the spirit in them. And that's really what, what, what maybe they lack right now. Verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded and the spirit came upon them and they lived and stood up on their feet an exceeding great army. And he said, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Verse 12, therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I've opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. I'll put spirit in you and you shall live. I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, Jehovah, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. So here they were. They were in the Holocaust. They were in Europe. 
Six million of them had been literally burned, the flesh off of them. Six million. Until they were bones, literally bones. But God said, I'm going to bring you up out of that grave and I'm going to take you to your own land. Think of it, Gloria. Mm-hmm. The war was over in 1945. In 1945, that's when we see all those pictures of the Allies when they went in and discovered those ovens of Auschwitz and the other death camps. In 1948, Israel's a nation. In three years, he fulfilled that. Hmm. He brought them up, just like he said he would. And he brought them up and he set them in their own land and he made a nation of them. And so Jesus said, watch the fig tree. When you see it, shoot forth its branches again. Then know that I'm coming and watch the other nations. So that would be a description of that. That would be a description of that. We -hmm. see those mountains blooming again and we see uh, all of these things happening. God's going to make an everlasting covenant with them. Look at verse 26. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant, an eternal covenant. God's not through with the Mm -hmm. Jews. Eternal is eternal. We're talking about the Jews that are still Jews and If a Jew becomes born again, then he becomes into the church. Any Jew, any Gentile who who is born again comes into the body of Christ. But there will be Jews on this earth and they're going to look up and see the Messiah come. And God's going to have a covenant with them. It will be eternal. He will set his sanctuary, earthly sanctuary in the middle of them. Uh, They're going to be the rulers and reigners on earth. We're going to be the rulers and reigners from the higher uh, mid-heavens. And my tabernacle shall be with them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. And the nation shall know that I, Jehovah, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. There's going to be a millennial temple in Jerusalem uh, forevermore. Hallelujah. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Billy and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes.